You're listening to the TV Obsessive channel, presented by tvobsessive.com. Okay, welcome back to the TV Obsessive podcast. We're here for episode 27. As always, I'm Cameron Crane, executive editor of tvobsessive.com, joined by Ryan Kirksey, writer and contributor to the site. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing very well. Uh, talking about an episode today called The Tender Trap. I think I'm going to admit that uh, with no spoilers, you were right last week with your guess of what it what it was about. We'll get there, but I think I think you were right in a, in a weird way. In a way, perhaps. Yeah, we'll talk about it down <laughs> the line. You know, yeah. Uh, there's de- there's a definite reference. You know, so. Um, so, yeah, in the latter half of the pod here today, we're going to talk about that episode, season five, episode six of Fargo. Uh, as per usual, first, we'll talk about some things going on in uh, TV news over the past week, what we've been watching, that sort of thing. It's December 19th, as we say here recording today. What uh, call your uh, what caught your head this week, right? Yeah, actually, a lot of a lot of news coming coming our way over the past uh, past few days. I guess so. When this happens, we just kind of start out with something like this. Just wanted to shout out Andre Andre Brower. Um, yeah, this was a. a a weirdly tough one to take. My son, who's falling in love with some old TV shows, was is right in the middle of watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I had to tell him that this happened, and it was like devastated him. You know, he lo- he loves that show right now. So it's uh, I never really saw much of Homicide. Uh, right. Well, you can't. It's not but... available anywhere. <clears throat> yeah. So it, it's never been available anywhere. Um, I've never. I still haven't seen it. I've wanted to see Homicide for like twenty years. <laughs> um. And I don't know. I don't even know if you can buy DVDs. I, but do you want to take the plunge to buy the DVDs of the show you've never seen? You know, that's, yeah. that's a that's a hurdle. You know, <laughs> yeah. but it's never been available streaming anywhere. I think it's because of music rights and, and things like yeah. that. But yeah, Brookie's great on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, absolutely um, fantastic. Was Homicide a precursor to Law and Order? Or am I, do I have that confused? Or just separate, no. separate properties? No, I think it's more of a precursor to The Wire. Oh, okay. Okay um in in a way uh and it got on my radar for that reason like i think david simon was in, was involved in, in homicide and and so i have to double check on that should have double checked maybe <laughs> yeah. um but yeah man that that one hit me hard too i mean he was really rather young and he was only 61 yeah um of course that news hit at this point pretty much a week ago like we're, we were recording on tuesdays we'd already recorded last week when the news hit later that evening um but yeah massive bummer shout out to andre brower really he's great everything i have ever seen him (laughs) Um, he he, he was one of the best i think started out really as this dramatic stage act really really could modify and mold himself to anything just just uh, a tough one to lose yeah right and then i think that you having that great dramatic background you put him on brooklyn 99 and the timing of some of his lines is just hilarious and you're often <laughs> deadpan but just just uh amazing stuff so yeah that's a that's a real loss um on a more positive note good omens has been renewed for season three i know any number of people in the world are very excited about that including neil gaiman <laughs> okay <laughs> um i don't know i don't know if you follow neil gaiman on twitter i, I think he switched to blue sky almost entirely now He's like very uh, active on social media. He's always been very active, it seems like, and will interact with people and so on. And, you know, some people will say, like, are we going to get season three? Like, I hope so. You know? <laughs> um, so I will plan. say, 
As someone who's never never seen this show, I, I've been consuming obviously a lot of these end of year list, you know, best shows, best episodes, best moments, so on and so forth. More than one, more than three have had some moment from this Good Omens, maybe I guess the season two season finale that was just overwhelmingly good. And so it, it's almost as part of me to go, go check it out. But apparently that was a big, big hit this year. Yeah, it's a good show. I mean, if nothing else, you got David Tennant, you got Michael Sheen. Yeah. You know, um, uh, you've got some good stuff going on there. Okay. Um, and you know, then it's a, then it's a question of how game are you for a show that's basically like a fantasy show playing with religious tropes? Yeah, I, I certainly you know? don't mind that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but it, it's 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 fun. What else we got? Yeah. Well, uh, talk about something that is coming back. Something not coming back is my um, Bialik learned, uh, I guess, a few days ago. She is out at Jeopardy. They're going to give it exclusively to. Ken Jennings. So she and Ken sort of share this domination for a, a Golden Globe for for game show host, and she's she's out. Yeah. What do we think about this? Do we, do we want to risk gossip? Because uh, I feel like uh, in the background they're sort of like, but why? You know what I mean? Yeah, you cannot she... help but speculate. I always thought that not just because it's Ken Jennings, it would be him inevitably, but I, I was a fan of both of them. I ended up watching some of both. Yeah. Well, and she, and I mean, we've hit on uh, stuff about the strikes a lot yeah. here. Yeah. And one of the things that happened was that uh, she would not return in solidarity um, right. for Celebrity Jeopardy, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. um, it is related to that. It's really, <laughs> there's some other things out there maybe it could yeah. be related to. I guess let's just that like not go down that road anyway. It's just going to be Ken Jennings, and you know he's pretty good. I really hadn't watched it. We've talked yeah. about how I started watching the Celebrity Jeopardy, which then hit a hiatus. So I got all caught up, and then like see you in January. <laughs> um, I, I just want I want Ken Jennings to develop the the Alex Trebek condescension. You know, when someone gets something wrong, just the. Oh no, 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 no! You know that that type of response. That's what I want. <laughs> you think he's still a little too like. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little too much solidarity with the contestants. Exactly, because he, he has the background of much, being yeah. one. Yeah, it's like, oh no, I I understand. Oh man, I've been there. Not really, because I won two hundred seventy yeah. times in a row or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> um, you remember when that was going on? It was oh man, on. yeah, I watched that. It was. I mean, it got the point where it was. You did watch, and you're like, well, what's the point? And then the new. I mean, it was like global news that he lost. I know. I was going to say, I think that I heard that he had lost on NPR mm -hmm. before I'd seen the episode. I was like, come yeah. on, guys. You know, it was like 4 p.m. Like, it's not up for three more hours. What are you and doing? this whole thing about that he did it on purpose and, you know, all this, all this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, he does a pretty good job. Yes, he that. does. You know, yes. he, he, he's no Alex Trebek, but no one is. So, you know, he, he does fine. Um, other what things about oh, what about curb your enthusiasm are you a curb your enthusiasm watcher man i am so far behind <laughs> i have finally finally caught up um yeah. and saw this news about a 12th and final season i was going to see if you believe this this will be a final season that's what they're saying there started being such large gaps in between seasons um and then also i fell behind yeah and it's weird with this show like is it at all necessary to go back? You know what I mean? It, it definitely is not a show that is going to build on itself. 
like you can enjoy an episode in season 10 and then go back to two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there is not much plot development. Some, I guess, over the course of the season, one of the seasons he like is opening a coffee shop, you know, and so that's progressing, but you're certainly not going to be lost if you just pick up random episodes. Yeah. Maybe I could just, well, I figure out where I, because it is something like, I think I'm three seasons behind or something like yeah. that. Um, there there was a time when I was into it. And I, and I mean, this show's, when was the first season of the show? It must have been like 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. 20 years ago, at least. Yeah. Um, so in spirit, I'm there for it. Lovely, David. And <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll be watching. Uh, it, it's it's disappointing to to see that it might be actually the, the final one. I think he put out some statement that's saying, finally, this is going to end so I can get rid of this this persona that's been put on me and be the you know the, yeah. the joyful person that I really am. Oh really? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not actually like this at all. Right. 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 This is a character. Right. Yeah. Um it'd be interesting to me. I should maybe I should try to catch up and then watch it week to week. I think I've always binged it. And yeah. this is one of those this one and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I've always binged seasons. And with yeah. both of these shows I feel like I binge the season and I go, did I just become a slightly worse person? <laughs> <laughs> definitely with with curb yes you will yeah is that what, you know, just shake this off a little bit yeah um <laughs> speaking of another guy who who plays a awkward character but in real life we all know is really <laughs> chill and laid back as per his camel appearance um nathan fielder right, watching the curse yeah. um it's on youtube it's nathan fielder posted it so i don't know this just just you know, give him the credit as it were. But uh, anyway, they put up a pilot exclusive first look of Flanthropy, the the show that they are um, supposedly producing for HGTV. Um, yes. <laughs> just, I just, I, I, I just am having these reactions when people mention the curse or Flipanthropy, this moments from the show jump into my mind. And, you know, like I said, I, I do not want to give any of them away, but this is a, I just, I, I wish I knew how to just describe it, if I could even say what it was. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's kind of great. I mean, like, there's not really a lot in this first look pilot yeah. thing. It's yeah. like nine minutes long. Yeah. But it does kind of sort of seem like it's presented as though Dougie put it together. Uh, I noticed there's a typo in the meta description, and I wondered, like, I think that's intentional. I decided yeah, that's no. intentional. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, you see um, the home buyer they focus on, I think it was in like the first episode or something like this, this woman who they moved to a new home, they subsidize her rent. So like we'd seen some of this in The Curse. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you are up on the show, The Curse, you know that there'd been some... Uh, Kind of machinations and tweaks to what the philanthropy is going to be like um so that's not really here yeah so, yeah. so hopefully we get another one later is what i'm saying yeah. like it was <laughs> more of this kind of extra the, the evolved version of philanthropy yeah yeah and there is a, a an l philanthropy which i didn't realize at first i was getting it wrong because I, I thought but oh okay a, a better parallel without that l in it yeah you know um, but I guess there is an L there in philanthropy, so it, it's just kind of like they're not following how words work. Yeah. Really. But um, <laughs> anyway, loving the curse, oh. 
love and the curse. And, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you're right. I absolutely love it. A few, few more episodes left there. Well, on a more serious note, just want to touch on the Jonathan Majors news. Came out yesterday. Yeah. There were four charges out against him. He was convicted on two of them. One, a, a non-criminal charge of harassment. The second, a third-degree reckless assault charge. So really the lesser charges he was convicted yeah. on. But I mean, Marvel was ready. He's yeah. gone. Right. Was, I read. I mean, dropped him, Marvel dropped him. And if you know, I didn't spend too much time talking about this show, but if you watched the finale of Loki, which is the show that introduced his character almost two yeah. years ago, they ended that show despite what happened. You know, with him showing up in Ant Man, him showing up in other things, they ended that show in a way that. There is a very clear path to not ever using him again if they wanted to go that path. So they were they were ready for this, and yeah, wasted no time uh, saying you are no longer part of our properties. And you know who knows what this means for you know for him. It doesn't seem like uh, people are able to come back for this, and certainly for salty people, he shouldn't be able to come back from at least for you know without. Without uh, whatever his sentencing will be, I think his sentencing will be in February, and he'll serve whatever he has to serve, and then you know we'll see. But he's no longer part of Marvel or frankly anyone's plans at the current moment. Yeah, yeah, you never know in terms of how his career will go. Um, when something like this happens, it it always feels at the time like right now it feels yeah. like well his career's over. Um, but who yeah. knows? what will happen in a few years or whatever. Marvel was planning to have his character centrally featured in upcoming films and so on, I believe. Um, do you think they'll write him out? Or I've seen some people speculating about recasting the role and uh, you know, who they'd like to see take over the role. Yeah, there certainly is a sense of, a, a um, for Marvel, a sense that we want to continue with this movie that we have on our calendar. Um, we could just recast, um, especially because the idea of this character was built around the idea of variants. There are so many of them, and all these variants have different, obviously, aspects and and features. And we can make you know our primary character a variant that looks nothing like this guy. That's certainly a path that they could that they could take. Yeah, I mean, I guess I started playing the game. I don't watch. I don't watch this stuff. I'm not yeah. up to date on it. But I I decided to be like, you know what? I have a suggestion. I, and I do. I just, I'll go ahead and make it. I think. Yeah, cast it's possible. Andre three thousand. Cast Andre three thousand. Yeah, I've seen a lot of things. Andre three thousand. I saw somebody say Will Smith, but that's no, that that's no, just yeah. you, know, you know flipping over the same card over again. <laughs> you know, Will Smith. Yeah, that's, that's, that's okay. That's anyway, okay. Well, yeah, so Andre Benjamin. He's a good actor. He is great. He is great. Yeah, that yeah. that would be that would, that would be pretty great. I could I could see that see that happening. Get a little punch in the arm to Marvel as well. So yeah, he's that news has come out. Come out. Marvel's made their statement, so that chapter is over. So it goes. Well, I think that uh, I think that about covers our, our news. What have you been watching this week? Yeah, yeah. No, same um, uh, same as that ever was. Past few weeks, um, wrote just a piece yesterday about the last two episodes of of Monarch, kind of the ups and downs of that um, of that show. Enjoying one piece of it much more than than another. Um, and but the one good thing that that uh, didn't put in this piece is there were some real cool Easter eggs that they're starting to drop in this show connecting to the movie. So I do wonder as we get closer to the end, what will be 
more largely connected and what did they decide to introduce or, or talk about. So still some interesting things there, despite the up and down. Um, I've almost made it through the first season of Slow Horses, uh, which is yeah. uh, a big piece in GQ right now about Gary Oldham and his The Year of the Crank, right? Because he's, he's in this third season <laughs> of Slow Horses and his cameo in Oppenheimer. And uh, so I'm really I'm enjoying that that show so far. So that's kind of taking up my time at the moment. Well, glad to hear it. Yeah. As we hit on last week, I started watching So Horses and I stopped and, you know, people are talking about it again. They, they've kind of cranked out three seasons of that show, yeah, too. Fast. Like when, when I say I watched the first, you know, couple episodes, that was maybe two years ago. You know, yeah. And then they, they've really cranked it out. Um, as for me, you know, we mentioned the curse. I'm still watching that, writing on that. A murder at the end of the world. Now the episode came out today. Um, so I have a piece up on the site on that, and I've kind of been enjoying. I've been trying to engage with the the world wide web a little bit more, talking about the show now yeah. that it's over. You know, I've had screeners, so I've been ahead of everyone a lot. Um, even though I just I've been doing it week to week. Um, but, uh, I think it did it pretty well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, 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 I, that, I think that vote of confidence or that, that endorsement to accept, I've, I've enjoyed the first episode quite a bit. And so now I'm saving for my, for my holiday time to, to plow through the rest. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I hope you enjoy it. I don't know. It was like, I could certainly, it's been kind of refreshing because popping on the Reddit and stuff, it seems like for the most part, people have been liking it, Yeah, which I kind of thought that maybe there would be more people kind of complaining about it. And I guess I don't really want to go into why. <laughs> um, but anyway, like I kind of I kind of set up my article on the finale as a defense of it or like, yeah. here's here's my take on what I think they were doing and what I think they did well, you know. Um, and so, you know, just. Take it on its own terms, I guess yeah. is the note. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess we should also also say, we'll obviously talk about this more again in January. You and I are gonna on the site and on the podcast heavily cover True Detective when it comes out. So we are That's very much looking forward to to that in less than four weeks now. Yeah, it comes out on um, January 14th, I believe, is the premiere yeah. for the for the season of True Detective and uh a HBO Sunday night is back, baby. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I don't. We 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 sound, I, I fear we sound too demeaning when we say things like that. Yeah. Like the Gilded Age has been on. You know? Exactly. Like, I, I do see a lot of Gilded Age content. I'm like, oh crap, we we missed out on this. Apparently, a lot of people yeah. like it. I, yeah, like that's what I mean. Like I, I, I in the past few days, see people kind of raving about the season two finale of the Gilded Age, and like, I still haven't watched it at all. Exactly. exactly. I understand Carrie Coon is in it. I do like her. Oh, I love Carrie Coon, man. All right, yeah, that's all right. Let's put it somewhere on the list. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Shall we go to Fargo? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so again, we're going to be talking about Fargo season five, episode six, titled "The Tender Trap." As promised, we'll talk about the title yeah. uh, along with uh, other things in the episode. So, spoilers on the table for really everything in Fargo through this episode. Um, as per usual, we'll take like 10 seconds here, pop in a little bit of music, and pick up with Fargo on the other side.
Okay, we are back to talk about Fargo Season 5, Episode 6, The Tender Trap. A quick recap of the episode. Uh, our queen of the show, Dot slash Nadine, is nowhere to be found, but all the pieces on the chessboard are continuing to make their moves around her to try to, to try to find where she is, to try to see what they can do for her. Uh, Roy is furious at another one of Gator's epic screw-ups, so he goes back to their old friend Munch to try to take care of Dot once and for all. Officer Indira is going after her husband. Eh, not quite as much as she goes after Lorraine, who she really wants to understand, wants Lorraine to understand what Dot has been through, what she needs to do to support her. And then as a result, Lorraine ends up offering her job. Lorraine and Roy both go after the bank owner and have some very interesting and unique ways of threatening him. Um, all the while, the FBI are still looking for Dot, still trying to find her. So they can, now we've learned, use her to go after Roy and his men and the militia that they're building, that they're building with taxpayer taxpayer money. Um, and then in the background, Wayne is out of the hospital and still seems quite aimless and confused. And Scotty's hanging out with Lars playing his drums. So a lot of a lot of pieces happening here. And as I mentioned, no, no Juno Temple in this episode. Um how that land for you? Still, still a strong, strong one here, or, or, you know, wish you would have seen her. Yeah, well, no, I think it works. You're, you're kind of withholding her character. We're we're kind of wondering what she's up to, and you just don't get it. Yeah, and then one imagines that probably in the next episode she'll yeah. re-enter the story. Um. That is, that is confirmed. I've I, I can I yeah. Can yeah well, what that's what it's gonna be. Um, but I thought this worked pretty well. You know, um, the tender trap. <laughs> so you think I I, what, I I suggested last week it had something to do with money, and yep. I guess like maybe I, maybe it's but it's also the name of the strip club. It's the name of a strip club. Um, I can only imagine that uh, that would end up being a trap for your money if you go in there um, in a lot of different ways. Uh, but it ends up being a trap um, in, in, in multiple levels for for Vivian, for people that uh, that go in there. So should we start with um, with this 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 bank owner that both Lorraine and Roy are are trying to manipulate? Yeah, I mean, I suppose so. So it's uh, you know, you get first. It's really towards the beginning of the episode. Yeah, that um, you get Roy confronting him, coming out of the strip club. Maybe this is the opening scene, even, um, and threatening him and saying, "You're not doing any business with Lorraine. And don't even answer her phone calls, and so on and so forth." I'm, you know, or I'm going to destroy you or kill you. Maybe I don't. Um, I think that's the implication. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then it circles around at the towards the end when uh, Danish confronts him in the same place he's mm -hmm. again uh for, for lorraine's uh rebuttal as it were <laughs> which is i've sick the feds on you your business is destroyed and guess what i also got your kid kicked out of college yeah and there there are worse things than death you should have just taken that option yeah i guess vicious yeah vicious. yeah no, I did like I did like the symmetry of the sort of the opening and closing of this episode being at this place, the tender trap. Um, the idea that th this is, I'm sure, not only a trap for this guy, but for for many others. Um, and there's really a good avenue by which both you know, Roy and Lorraine can just cook and do their things the best that they possibly can. Right. That was just sort of the height of their their powers, I guess, as it were. And, and so far in, the, in this season to see, you know, them really put the pressure on on this guy. Yeah. And I will say, you know, 
this guy, Vivian Duggar, uh, I, 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 I'm by no means going to suggest that he seems like a good, <laughs> yeah. upstanding fellow or anything like that. But I do feel a little bad for him. Because <laughs> if I'm putting this together right, he's sitting there, he's got this bank. Maybe yeah. it's a shady bank, you know. We can, maybe we can already kind of you know mm-hmm. dislike him. We don't know all that much about you know how much Mister Potter he is or whatever, you know. But <laughs> yeah. you go to the bank, and uh, if I'm putting this together right, Lorraine approaches him. Lorraine comes along and says, "Hey, I want to buy your bank, right?" And uh, then Roy's like, "Oh no, you're not doing that," you know. And he gets threatened that way, yeah. and then he gets he gets his life destroyed the other way. And like two weeks ago, he was just like not involved in any of this at all so That's i'm all. glad you brought that up because i i had the very same thought and then i thought you know it must be why in the first scene they add this little interaction between vivian and roy where roy says doesn't one of these strippers have a restraining order against you 500 feet and he starts going on to how he's knows where she is she's not here anymore she lives with her mother so it's sort of like he's still kind of stalking her so we need to know that this is kind of a bad guy because there's a lot of bad things about to happen to him yeah i mean i think it is clear that he, he's a bad guy <laughs> yeah but at the same time with this particular thing if you think yeah. about it it's just kind of like <laughs> yeah he got sucked into it and then then totally screwed over by it and like what was he supposed to do yeah really? and it's not well, poor, poor son just getting, getting kicked out of school <laughs> right <laughs> um anyhow some good stuff with Lorraine in this episode um you know that you mentioned how she offers Adira a job ultimately yes. um what do we think about that because Adira comes right the background here being that like I guess she wants to get Scotty off her hands ultimately yeah. because she was playing Lars's drum after Lars just left her completely alone right yeah, right. she comes home. She's like, "This is no good. You know, you'll be safe with your your." You had crackers all day. That 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 was that was the final straw. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk about Lars more here at some point, I'm sure. But um, also confronting Lorraine with what Roy, yeah, the damage he had you know, wreaked on on Nadine yeah. slash you know, Dot, um, and and arguing that um, there should be solidarity there. Yeah. You know. Um, and then that leading to Lorraine kind of flipping a switch all of a sudden and offering her a high paying job. What, yes. what, how, how did this all end for you? A white collar job with a white collar salary, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I found this very interesting because it's clear that Lorraine respects power, respects um, a, people who command a certain sense of authority. I think if um, and Deira had just gone in there and just berated her and, and, you know, told her how much of an asshole she is, that that would not have sat as well as Indira is telling her what she needs to do and here's evidence or what, and how you need to feel. And here's the evidence of why, right. For putting her in her place and making her understand why that, that, why that's the case. So she sort of understands the Indira stepping up at that line and confronting her. Um, you know, I think that she, there's sort of this this part of the conversation where Indira says, you know, you and I are the same. We wake up early in the morning and kick ass and just try to keep, you know, keep things, keep things together. Um, I don't necessarily think that Lorraine believes that, but she certainly respects Indira more for uh, taking this step and thereby saying, it'd be better to have this person on my side than against me right now. 
Yeah, I mean, to me, it felt like feels like the the, the pivot moment is Lorraine says something like, um, "I don't like your tone," and <laughs> and Dira says, "I don't care. Yeah. Deal with it. You need to hear this." Yeah. And that the kind of woman Lorraine is that lands as kind of in that moment, she goes, "Oh, you know, like maybe maybe you are something that's you know." Uh, and then I think she chastises Indira for like turning to apologize at one point later or something. Like, oh, don't do that. Like you <laughs> found it. You you found it within yourself to say no, you know, and and and, and like stand up to me. Yeah. Um so I guess this makes sense to me in terms of Lorraine's character. And then it's kind of a difficult question, you know, should Indira take this job? Yeah. What do you think on do, do you think she should take the job? Let's just do I think she should? Yeah. Probably. Do I think she will? No. No, I don't think that she that she does. I don't think the show can continue on the path that we're setting out for ourselves if she takes this takes this job. Um, but should I, I mean what from like she, a she real life point more. of view? Yeah, she uh, well, yeah. She wants nothing more but to get out of this debt. She's been offered a chance to do it. You know, why not? Why not take it? Yeah, but see, that's the rub, you know, because it's very directly saying. Here you can you can come work for me, and I'll give you a, a large enough salary that yeah. you will be able to get out of debt. Yeah, potentially pretty quickly. Yeah, right. Um, and it's going to be a white collar job. It's going to be a good paying job. But on the other side of that, it is giving up whatever felt commitment Indira has to being a public servant. Yes, in in law enforcement, yeah. and you know would have something of the structure of selling out. Yeah. yeah, and also she doesn't like Lorraine. It's not like just because Lorraine's no. going to pay her money, all of a sudden that's going to flip a switch. You know, it really yeah. is. It really, I think, from her perspective, does have some of the structure of, "Hey, come and work for the devil, yeah. and get a reward." Yeah, very, very, very Faustian bargain in, in terms of what what the offer is here. And there's also a way of thinking of it as she can help Indira get out of one kind of debt. But you take this job, you don't work for her. You're indebted to her for a whole other set of reasons or a whole other set of things um and so there's just really no you may think you're escaping but there really isn't any escape yeah right so it makes it makes sense to me she at least hesitates you know yeah. um in terms of where the show goes from here you're probably right that it i don't know but you're probably right you know that, that it wouldn't make the most sense yeah in terms of i that. i uh, doubt she i doubt um, she thinks it but we'll see but, you know, if she does turn the job down, that's still a question to be thinking about. How, mm -hmm. how does that land for us as viewers? Are we thinking like, oh, why? Well, yeah. And what retribution know. is there from Lorraine if she doesn't? Um, or as is she going to end up being empathetic or sympathetic with Dot because she's now seen this file and she's sort of exposed some of the things that she's been through? I think, you know, you get the closing scene. She's looking at the photos mm -hmm. of, oh. Oh, dot having been beaten and so on and may, some movement of Lorraine in the direction of um, being more on Dot's side I could well see she's already for all intents and purposes all been on Dot's side yeah 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 really I mean in terms yeah. of actions um, Dot's side in comparison to wanting Roy to retake his possessions quote unquote um but in terms of this 
this girl belongs to my family or is worthy enough of being a part of us. You know, that's where she, you know, once Roy's out of the way, then she's got to go back, you know, revert to an old position. Yeah. There. yeah not that. So, I mean, there is that, that question. Um, as far as Indira goes, I feel like, I don't know. I don't think there'd be retribution. I think if Indira turns down the job offer, Lorraine's just going to be disappointed in her and not respect her. Yeah. Yeah. Because from Lorraine's point of view, Indira should definitely 100% take that job. Yep. And, and if she doesn't, um, I think she's just going to be like, well, yeah, you know, you're just stupid, basically. So did you, were, were you hoping for, I remember our conversation from, there was episode three, maybe where these folks were about to come into to Dot's house and we were anticipating this big buildup in this scene happening. We're anticipating that this same type of, her aggressiveness that she had with the range. She was going to have a large, when large going on his speech about wanting a, a real wife. I kept waiting for her to go, go for it. And she never did. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing too, right? Like this is the path that opens. She yeah. could take that job from Lorraine, go home and tell Lars to shove it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Marriage over. Yeah. You misogynistic, worthless. <laughs> yeah. You know, because he is right. Yeah. Like it, it, that, that, you know, the fact that you have this guy who's running them into debt, who's like yeah. trying to make it as a golfer, and clearly that's not working, you know, right. but he's de like deluded about his prospects, you yeah. know. And then he starts trying to tell his wife she's not being a good wife. Yeah, yeah. When she's materially supporting them <laughs> uh, and, and everything else, you know. Um, I yeah, mean, this guy, I, I mean, he jumped about 800 spots and sort of the list of worst television characters we've, we've ever seen. Right. I mean, this guy is just despicable. He is he is on the I don't know. We don't need to do our Mount Rushmore of despicable TV characters, but he's he, he's 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 nearby. He's he's nearby that list. And it just I mean, my gosh, it, it, it's almost like this, this was a lot of steps you know, from who he was to where he is now. But yeah to to have that happen and then have this job offer for for the rain you're almost you're rooting for her to yeah go work for this horrible person so you can get a, rid of an even worse person potentially i mean yeah. that pass open to her and, and in terms of that scene itself i get what yeah. you're saying um i don't know that i had the expectation yeah that she was going to um turn on lars like that in that scene I had the desire for her to, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I had the desire for her to be like, you know what? Yeah. This marriage is over. Yeah. Get out of my house. Yeah. I'm going to pay the rent. You you get out of my yeah. house, you know, or, or something like that. And um, who knows? I mean, maybe as this develops, things will go in that direction ultimately. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to see yeah. otherwise in a certain way. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy that there was so much of the Indira piece in this episode, because if we're going to you know, not have, have dot, um, you know, this, this Indira story was a really nice substitute for that. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about it, like most of the men in this story are pretty bad. <laughs> pretty, pretty misogynistic, sexist, chauvinist. I mean, <laughs> who's not Wayne? Wayne seems pretty. All right. Yeah. Wayne is just sort of sitting there. He's, he's he's kind of out of it though. He's kind of bumbling. He's certainly not like um 
You mean ballerino, ballerino Wayne. Yeah, ballerino. Okay. Which is true, by the way. That is the, the correct term. It sounds <laughs> no, it's like just, it's funny really how funny. it's clear Lorraine has has established you know a house full of emasculated men to work or live with with her. I mean, just her her husband and his portable martini cart, uh just I, I mean that right at this time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's sort of the problem is that on the other side, you do have men who are fairly emasculated, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, who I'm th- I'm trying to think of exceptions. Danish is maybe kind of an exception, but he's a yes man. Yeah, he's a yes, yes. Pure, pure yes man. Does whatever he's told. Um, Gator is certainly not um, <laughs> an archetype of masculinity we want to endorse. <laughs> Yeah, he he is he tries to embody masculinity in every stereotype possible. Yeah. That cannot keep from I mean, just mistake after mistake. It, you know, it, knowing what we know about Roy, I, I'm surprised Roy has not disowned him at this point. Right? It's like you're fired, you're out of his house, you're out of the business. You know, whatever. You're I just it it baffles me that he's keeping Gator around this long. Yeah. Well, and so in this episode, we should say on this. Um, you know, I asked last week whether Gator knows what Wayne looks like. <laughs> and we get d- direct verification that the answer was indeed no. He, nope. he never got eyes on Wayne to know what he looks like. But he told Roy that he did. Yes, he did. Yep. Not smart. Got a good look at him at the house. Can grab him in the hospital. Even though he was told to stay in the car, Gator goes in. They grab the wrong guy. They're fooled by the piece of paper on the door. And uh, this poor guy who just thought his biggest concerns were needing a new kidney. Yeah. And coincidentally, Roy sees uh, one of Wayne's uh, car ads on yeah. TV, you know, right before this. But that guy, um, I don't have a note of his name. The guy they mistakenly take here, yeah. too. We should feel bad for him from like yes. an objective, detached point of view. But he's <laughs> such an asshole. I don't. Yes. <laughs> he he in the process of being i mean beat to a pulp he's just talking about how all he needs is a is a new kidney and then i mean the gall just to kind of confront or or roy when he comes in i mean he just i mean he was going to get it no matter what but man this guy yeah he, but yeah and you go back to him in the hospital too he was just yelling at the nurses and, all the time you know um but again from like a detached point of view he didn't deserve to get kidnapped and killed you know no, no. for being a did, mean did, hospital did, patient did Roy's level of violence in this episode surprise you striking his wife shooting this guy in the forehead I mean we've seen him embody or task other people with this we've seen him provide retribution for other people doing this to their wives I mean, did it sort of strike you his level of all right, I'm just taking this into my own hands now. Yeah, it did. I mean, him shooting the um, the guy that they kidnapped by mistake. I mean, that kind of just made sense for me. Like, what else are you going to do? You know, you exactly. got to yeah. clean up, you got to tie up that loose end. And it's just going to be killing this guy and dumping his body. And, you know, um, and I'm smacking his wife, Karen, uh, I believe her name is. Um, that didn't really surprise me per se. 
I, I do think it's kind of interesting if you go back to that speech that Roy was giving to Joshua, um, who he, who he was chastising for beating his wife. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm saying all the way back at the beginning, um, he does kind of throw in there that you know, hitting your wife sometimes is okay, <laughs> like if, that when they're in the diner, he yeah. says something like. There is this natural order. Natural order. And yeah. if it's a matter of reminding your wife of her place in that natural order, yeah. Um, he thinks that is justifiable. Um, but what Joshua has been doing, he thinks isn't that, you know. Um so maybe what worth you, reminding ourselves of that wrinkle in there. What do you think the end game is if he gets dot back? Is he just does he want to kill her? Does he want to then just excommunicate this other family you know what's his what's his game here yeah it's an interesting question um I mean, clearly there's no love lost between roy and, and this wife and these kids he does not seem to i mean we've seen him sort of use her in the bedroom we've seen him now call his daughters welfare queens because they're sitting at the table watching tv he's smacking her around i think he drops them at the first sign of i have a chance to get back with with dot but i don't know if that's his, his desire or not yeah it'd be kind of odd um I, I hope we get more indications you know he said something like a sometimes a debt can become such that it can't be repaid at right. one point talking about dot um so i don't know if he intends to kill her um yeah. but certainly with no, yeah, it must be more than that because yeah, you know, there's gonna. I mean, he just seems to be about retribution, so they're gonna need to be a, you know, pound of flesh, as it were, for you know, running out on him and causing him all this trouble to bring her back and to somehow put her in her place. Yeah, right. Uh, and if we imagine this, I think we have to start imagining something that seems really, really dark. Yeah, I don't think it would be a matter of. Oh well, you're my wife now again, and yeah. you know, Karen, and you get out of here. Yeah. No, I think it might be much more like you're, you're my you're my prisoner wife, or or, or something. You know, really, really yeah, disturbing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's not right. Yeah. Um. Okay. What else do we have to hang on here? Well, we can talk about maybe much coming back. How about uh, oh, right. yeah, for we, sure. we wind up there? For sure, we need to hit on that. A um, couple of things. I mean, it wasn't entirely clear to me, I guess, exactly what was happening here. Roy says, Roy decides they need to pay him. Mm -hmm. And it almost feels like superstition on his part. <laughs> you know, he's like, you know what, son, maybe maybe things keep going bad because we tried to screw over old much. Yeah. You know, and um so he's we're gonna pay him. He says we're taking then, luck, out, luck out of the equation. Right. Yeah. But then are they um is he rehiring him or is he just paying him for the past work? That was a little unclear to me. I get a sense because they talked about now, okay, now you know who she is. Now you know that she's this tiger. Now you understand what she's capable of. Uh, I got the sense that it was payment plus interest 
plus I'm rehiring you to to get her. We haven't been able to do it. You know, this karma is coming back at us because we tried to kill you and and sort of run it all on our end. So we will need you back to do this. And of course, Gator wants none of that. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah. It's just not explicitly said, so we'll see where that goes. And then worse, Gator puts a tracker <laughs> on his car. <laughs> What's he going to do with that? He, he's going to go meet his mom, drink beer and watch tennis, I guess, while they, you know, that's the only thing. Besides hunting people, that's all the much does. But what's Gator going to do? What's Gator right? going to do? Because <laughs> I can't help but think, okay, he put a tracker on Munch's car. Like, <laughs> is he thinking to uh, go track Munch down himself and kill him and take that money back or something stupid like that? You know. Yeah, I think that there's just, there, this is just a little bit of theory corner happening here again. Uh, he wants to follow Munch until Munch sort of does the job. Get rid of Munch, take Dot, claim the credit for himself. That, that's that's his goal. Yeah. Get back. I think it must be something like that. Yeah. Which is 100% not going to work out <laughs> it for will. Gator. This is going to have, this is likely going to have fatal consequences for Gator. That's just, that's just a prediction right now. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no chance. I mean, <laughs> you know, if we're talking about, Placing a wager, you know, <laughs> there's no no chance. This is working out well for Gator. None. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is. I did enjoy. You know, this has obviously been a lot focused on Juno Temple and her her character. It was really refreshing. Not, I mean, Juno does an incredible job playing this character. Very. Uh, I think very passionate, very nuanced, a very good job. But it was good to see a lot of different pieces of the world in this one as we we got away from her for a little bit. Yeah, I think it was a good episode. Yeah. And um, flesh out. It's good that they fleshed out Lars, you yes. know, for, yes. for example. Like, we we already probably didn't have a super positive view of him, but now <laughs> we really know how bad he is. You know? um, and... Uh, uh, and the others here, and you know, we've we've of course mentioned Danish. Props again to Dave Foley. I think Dave Foley is doing a great job with. He is. Danish. He is. I mean, really incredible. It's hard to be to play a yes man that also has sort of a sense of not as a personality, but a little bit of sense of us. He has a spine. He has a um, little bit of sense of direction, and he's the only one that can kind of push back on the rain a little bit. Yeah, it was like he's a yes man, but he he knows his place. I think yeah. entirely, yeah. and is entirely comfortable with yeah. him. Is he's the thing he's know? the Tom so, to the Corleone family. He's he's the conciliary. Yeah, and totally comfortable with that. So, exactly, exactly. Um, no. Dave Foley, great, great performance. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, I think that about does it for this one. So I think that's it. But you, you're you're right. We we know that next week is going to be heavy, heavy on Dot Nadine. Um, and I, we hear there are some interesting things coming. Yeah, so we will be back next week on the 26th. And our current plan is we're just going to talk about Fargo season five, episode seven. That yep. will be the the day after Christmas or in that holiday mm-hmm. week. Merry Christmas to everyone who celebrates Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, well, hopefully you enjoy the weird week and days <laughs> off and messiness, you know. Um, 
yeah, Christmas is on a Monday this week, and then New Year's Day is on a Monday, and then like yeah. probably some people are gonna have to work during that week in the middle to some extent, and other people won't. And uh, anyhow, uh, our plan here is to be back for you on the twenty sixth to talk about episode seven after it airs. Uh, so keep an eye out for the podcast as per usual. Um, in the meantime, I urge you to check out the website tvobsessive.com. You can also find recaps of uh, Fargo episodes, season five by Felicia Dickens. If you want to read those, there's some other Fargo stuff on the site also. And, um, you know, work on any number of other shows. So please check out tvobsessive.com. And follow us on social media at tvobsessive. Um, or it varies a little bit, but you can search and find it. I did, Ryan, finally do threads this week. Oh, you signed up threads. We're now on threads. <laughs> I, I gave in. They they made it easier. Yeah, they, yeah. They, you can you can do it on a web browser now. You just oh, search right. like you're on Instagram, and there's a little button for threads, and you just click it. And uh, so I went ahead and did that. So we're on X, Facebook, uh, Mastodon, Blue Sky, and now Threads. <laughs> Threads. Also, YouTube. As soon as you get us on TikTok, we'll, we'll we'll have made it. I don't think I can do TikTok. <laughs> Me neither. No. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening, as always, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. See you then.